Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you today. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you? Doing good. Thank good. you. Good. Ready and raring to go here. We could make, um, you know, comment on something very generalized, but mm -hmm. that's what's that's what's going on, and all the in the you know all the many different things that have been going on with COVID, with the Federal Reserve, with spending and the deficits, and all these things, uh, you know, add up uh, to uh, to the chaos that we're having, the economic chaos, and uh, I think most people think more about COVID and the lockdown and Biden and the, and, and the mandates as the cause, and he certainly is a major cause of it. Yeah. But there are other things. I, in this episode of a downturn that we have and all this spending, actually, I became very much aware of it, and you probably recall me talking about it. Before COVID broke out, there was evidence, clear evidence, that uh, once again, the Fed had overextended itself. It was in the, in the mood to turn things down a little bit and raise interest rates. The markets had turned down, and it looked like there was going to be a major, major problem. But I, I think they didn't have enough excuse to do what they ended up doing. Really, really print a lot of money and wrap around a lot of debt. Psychologically, nobody was quite there yet. We had, hadn't accepted the money marketary theory, the modern monetary theory. So uh, that was uh, that was back then, but it's it's gotten a lot worse. Not a lot of people right now th think about the Federal Reserve as one of the prime mover in getting us to th this point, and also the culprit in in perpetuating it and uh there's criticism now thank goodness against the fed uh they got somebody asked me yesterday about well what do, what do you think of the fed federal reserve officials actually actually playing games and 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 you know making money on the side you yeah. know playing the market i said well, that's what the whole thing is about. <laughs> Everybody is there. You know the, the, you know all the all the big financial people, the the um, military industrial plan. Everybody's dependent on that. But uh, yes, uh, but they were caught uh, at it, and uh, and it's happened before. But the principle of the Federal Reserve and the corruption there, uh, how it serves the interests of the very wealthy at the expense of the middle class, that's been around a long time. It's just becoming a lot more evident. But uh, there's, um, we want to talk, uh, Daniel, in general. You know how how have uh, how have the mandates. Uh, participated in causing this chaos because you know we list them every day you know we have a long list and i have a long list here too it's it's but it's in a way it's it's repetitious it's different different stages different reactions and we think it's all important to think about but the the, the whole thing is uh it, it, it that that's been going on for a long time but it looks like uh, the American people are getting, uh, you know, probably a little bit concerned about the economy, uh, even though there's a lot of jobs and people don't take them, which is a really a bizarre consequence of what's going on, uh, that there's a shortage of labor, but there's also a shortage of goods and services. Yeah. And uh, we we'll try to put that together because uh, all these mandates, of course, if you're the president and you are a president and you want to help the people and take care of the middle class and do all those wonderful things that were promised, uh, you know, uh, uh, why shouldn't all 
all his mandates be helping by now. But I think our point is that the mandates that have been going on, they're getting worse. And uh, even if you see a, a twinge of a positive economic report, uh, people are starting to realize that things aren't so good and that these uh, mandates in many ways are related. The more mandates there are, the worse the economy gets. Uh, and some states uh, have proven to do better than other states because their mandates made a little bit more sense, uh, you know, moved in the right direction, where the mandates from the federal government, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the executive branch and what the president does and all these things and, uh, and things have gotten much, much worse. And I think the evidence is there even on regular TV now. We're starting to see what real shortages look like and a lot of people getting quite worried. Yeah, well, you know, they've been beating the heck out of Americans for the last year and a half. And this goes for this administration and the administration that preceded it. They've been knocking them back and forth. They've been gaslighting them for a year and a half. Two weeks to flatten the curve has now become take a shot or lose your job. Uh, so this has been going on. It's produced nothing but chaos, bewilderment. Uh, this pitted Americans against each other, the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated, the masked versus the unmasked. You don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to wonder if there's something involved with this. You talk a lot about chaos. They produced chaos in spades over the past year. And now we're looking at these mandates. They're coming up and we talk about it a lot. But what they are producing is chaos on steroids. And the strange thing is there is no executive order on mandated vaccines at all. And there won't be. The president turned to OSHA, which is in the Department of Labor, and said you need to issue a new directive saying that companies with more than 100 people must have vaccine mandates and every company that does business with the government, oh, that's more than a couple, <laughs> has to have max vaccine mandates. And so they're, they're making these businesses do the dirty work for them and it's causing mass dislocations of people, chaos, you know, even even, you know, we live there are a lot of big chemical plants down here. Even those are browbeating their employees and say, if you don't want to take it, you got to pay for weekly tests. We're going to dock your pay. I've heard of uh, some people getting their pay docked two hundred dollars a week uh, because they haven't taken it. So they're doing the bidding of the government. But the results of this, as you say, Dr. Paul, are not more harmony and more people getting along. It's actually uh, making things you know, to the breaking point. And let's look at the first. This just came out yesterday. Let's look at the first clip. Dozens of top nuclear scientists with the highest security clearances being fired from Los Alamos after VAX mandate. We are talking about 10% of the staff, uh, according to the article, and this is quoting an article in The Hill, which would be about 1,400 people. Uh, and these are the ones, the highest trained scientists, the highest security level. And you might say, well, that's, you know, maybe won't build so many nuclear bombs. But the fact of the matter is, this is a pretty serious dislocation. Right. And this fits into the category of government having direct control. But the government can just go out and put on these mandates to private industry. And people say, well, why are they doing it? Yeah. Why are they going along with it? Why do these baseball owner, team owners do this? And why, why does everybody capitulate so fast? And it's because government is big enough to punish you if you don't do what you want. I mean, they have control of the financial system, uh, the appropriation system, the military industrial complex, and how, how medical practice is uh, carried out. The whole works. The government has power is what they have. Then, like you say, they pretend that they're not... They're 
they're not making the mandates. Yeah. You know, uh, the the business people are doing that. We want them to make the decision, and yet they're very precise of what happens. But the punishment is there if uh, if they don't obey. But you know, when I've watched some of this. Uh, uh, evolving, uh, especially now where they are uh, pumping it up on TV about, you know, it looks like there are some real shortages and, and really problems are developing. And, you know, my my um, understanding of this is that what we're looking at is the failure of central economic planning. This is what is, in the extreme, this is exactly what is characteristics of a communist, fascist, socialist system is you end up with shortages because the planning is is done by government bureaucrats and that's what that's what they end up with and in my lifetime i've seen this happen twice and and really that made the interpretation that we, boy we just went a little too far and now we have central economic planning and nobody even knows who the planners are yeah. you know we we they hide and then they make excuses and do all these things but the first time this happened uh, where i observed what was happening was in was on August 15 1971 because we had inflation and a weak economy and it, it was all a mess and and they had to do something and that's of course when they finally went off the gold standard and uh, they closed the gold one on August 15 1971 the next day there were shortages it was unbelievable shortages and prices got much worse so it was a total failure and that that lasted you know for a decade it was uh, it, it would be up and down and change the rules and finally it took about 10 years to just say enough is enough which uh, they've done several times throughout our history but right now i think that's what's going on right now is there's another one these mandates finally got caught up and destroyed the market when you think of well, where are all the goods and services did they quit manufacturing now they're sitting out there in the ocean someplace and there's some rule or regulation or incentive and it can't be the free market people running a good business that decided oh i don't know i guess we'll just keep all these ships out here and see what happens yeah. but it's the there's the the planners the government had gained too much control too many regulations and they have not only the stupid reasons economic reasons but they have some very sinister reasons why they're not worried about the chaos and the, the chaos is something they figure they can thrive on easier to pass the next budget on that's yeah. that's what that's what they're doing but i would say that uh, when you when the people decide and they look at it and say this is a mess well, why would why would all of a sudden you can't go out and buy abc yeah. uh just think central economic planning doesn't work and even the introduction to in a token way it's bad and right now the central economic planning is getting bigger and bigger and it's not shrinking and it's hard to shrink it off the whole attitude has to change because some people are benefiting by it yeah well let's look at a couple of these examples that we just you know easily gathered together let's do that video clip uh, next this is from seattle very powerful video of Seattle's police and first responders simply walking up. If we can cue that one up. Let's take a look at this. Discharged for non-compliance with the VAX mandate, walking up the stairs of City Hall and dropping off their boots. Let's watch it for a minute.
It's very, very powerful oh, to see okay. that. Uh, and, you know, these guys, they fight fires. You kind of need fires to be fought. But they just don't care. Seattle doesn't care. The government doesn't care. Yeah, and, and you know, there's going to be a mixed reaction here. And exactly which side is winning, we're not for sure, because this is a small number of people. But it's a significant number of people who are willing to take that risk and put so much on the line. And I would hope that the majority of people that look at this, even though they might not have joined in immediately, they might say, you know, these guys are really uh, sticking up for what they believe in. Yeah. And they're sticking up for the side of liberty rather than saying, well, whatever the government wants me to do, I'm going to do it if they want me to wear a mask and, and, and all, all this stuff. And, uh, and, and there'll be support out there. But then there's going to be a group that'll get angry and and because they'll they'll turn around and say why are those jerks doing this they yeah. wonder if they they're basing this all on on uh, false science they they reject science and then they get into that and they bought into all this conspiracy theory about uh, the science of yeah. it all so uh, and that's what that's what's up for grabs and that's why we pursue this to try our best to understand it so that the people will know uh, you know to whom to support, you know, and, and, and people like this is uh, difficult. But uh, I, hope, I hope the net result of this is the uh, result that you notice. You know, this is, this is powerful, and they're standing up on a principle that they believe in. Yeah, and it's happening everywhere. Let's look at the next. We've talked about Chicago a lot. Let's look at this next bit from CNN. I think this was yesterday or today. If we can look at that next clip. Or the next, yeah, here it is. More than a third of Chicago police officers defy city vaccine mandate. 4,500 police officers, 35% of the force, according to this article, have not turned in their status as required. They are now going to be put on no, play, no pay disciplinary status. Mayor Lightfoot, as we know, not the brightest bulb, she said it's a small number who are not complying and hoping that you know, she can affect reality. And here's San Francisco, the other end, uh, almost of the country. Let's look at the next one. So this is San Francisco, California. It is not a paradise anymore there, trust me. Homicide up 12.8%. Assault up 9.2%. Human trafficking up 20%. What does the government of San Francisco do? They put 200 unvaccinated first responders on leave. Uh, it's just simply incredible just because they did not roll over and do what some bureaucrat or some magician has come up with a solution uh, and be uh, who, who wants to run medical care who wants to destroy the whole principle of who decides what medicines should go into your body and what you should do for your health and you know if you start with one little thing and we've talked about it what happens ultimately in a, an authoritarian society it's every single thing you put in your mouth they have control over and every single minute of your life is owned by the government and they'll tell you what you have to do before you can go to the job to get enough money to eat and uh, they have total control and they do this and uh, of course the vehicle that is being used and we've talked a lot about this but all this stuff is designed what is the ultimate vehicle and it's the uh, it, it's a vaccine uh, passport passport yeah. it's a passport if you don't have that I mean you you're you're in big trouble and people are starting to realize and i talk to people that you know they just don't have a fight in them they sort of yeah that's true it's a pain in the neck 
but it's it's not worth it. Yeah. You know, and so I want to go to the ball game. I don't want to be, you know, uh, 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 you know, stopped by the authorities and, yeah. and banned from going to where I want to go. Do it what the government tells you. But the big thing is they better realize is don't trust the government because yeah. the government usually breaks their promises and it doesn't it doesn't continue. If they promise you a job and a place to live in and a, and food and then uh, you do it, then all of a sudden, well, economically speaking, you know, uh, I guess we're Venezuela now. Yeah. We, we don't have anything to give you. Yeah. So uh, well, why don't you try freedom? Yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> and as a reminder, I mean, it would still be wrong morally, even if the vaccines were 100% effective against transmission, it would still be morally wrong. But remember what Walensky told Wolf Blitzer, and we've put it on, we've, we've played the clip, this is not fake news. She said, what these vaccines can no longer do is prevent transmission. That's a direct quote from Walensky. So the question is, what is the basis for the mandates? But here's something sinister that I found yesterday, uh, Dr. Paul. And this is, as you know, when the OSHA decree comes down, companies will face enormous fines if they don't force their employees to be vaccinated. And someone posted this somewhere, and I thought, this can't be true. I have to go research it. So I went on OSHA's own website and put up this clip. You can find it. You can see the address right there. Uh, if you could, here it is. And this is OSHA guidelines, uh, vaccine-related guidelines. Are adverse reactions to the COVID-19 vaccine recordable on the OSHA record-keeping log? Listen to this. OSHA does not wish to have any appearance of discouraging vac workers from receiving the COVID-19 vaccine and does not wish to in disincentivize employers' vaccination efforts. And here's the part that needs repeated. As a result, OSHA will not enforce 25 CFR 1904's recording requirements to require any employees to record worker side effects from COVID vaccination, at least through May 22. So, A, that means they expect adverse reactions, obviously, but B, that means they refuse to give you the information that you can use to make a wise choice because they don't want to disincentivize you from taking the choice that they want you to take. That is sinister. Well, you know, it's similar to what they did with the uh, complications that you get from your booster shots. Yeah. They say, well, uh, because there there have been, and nobody knows the exact number. There's a one, rep, you know, report even on CDC. It looks very serious, and others say, well, you're a bunch of uh, crazy people who are lying, and 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 you're anti-science. So they, uh, what, what they do is uh, they they t they tell them that. Uh, uh, you, you don't report them. Yeah, don't. If, report if you get your shot uh, at the beginning of the month on uh, such and such date, that um, you you go and you don't report anything for 30 days or 50, no, I think it was two weeks. You yeah. don't. And then if you because you're not vaccinated, even though that you've been vaccinated, and then even though people, you know, can get very very sick and some of them die from it, just. Just they need information. You yeah. say you're arguing the case. They ought to have the information anyway. Yeah. So they do that. And then you're not vaccinated until the government tells you you're vaccinated. And, they, and if you don't have your second shot, then, then you're not vaccinated. So the reports aren't made. So let's say that half of the complications occur in the first 30 days. Half of them aren't ever reported. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is similar to what OSHA's doing. Don't, don't report it, you know. 
And you know we're going to have Jen Psaki or some of the other White House flunkies going out in front of the media and saying, we have no reports of adverse reactions from this vaccine because they're not collecting them. And this might explain this next part, actually, Dr. Paul, and hopefully there's some hope in this. Let's look at this next clip because this just came out today, a new Quinpiac poll uh, about the president. Biden's job approval rating sinks to 37%. He's underwater, he's underground. But don't worry, Dr. Paul, because the mainstream media, which is supposed to be a check on government, is actually their, their role is to bolster the idiocy of government. And let's look at this next one, because you talked about uh, central economic planning, and this is what we're seeing. This is the Washington Post. This is something out of Soviet Union in 1920s. Don't rant about short-staffed stores and supply chain woes. Try to lower expectations. To that, I would add, comrade. <laughs> well, you know, when uh, we were talking about <clears throat> the 37% of a positive rating, yeah. you know what my reaction was. Are you sure it's that high? <laughs> you know? uh, so who knows? Uh, what what the real reality is because even before you know there were a lot of questions about somebody winning the presidency that never campaigned yeah <laughs> yeah it hid yeah. hid from the people don't I don't even want my picture in the paper yeah, so yeah. That, that's a little a little weird but in the end it's going to work out if uh, if we stay alert and provide information for people to realize there is an alternative and uh, the one big difference that we're talking about our mandates are are wrong their use of force they're violent and that's what all authoritarian societies use they use mandates and dictates and control and uh, and, and uh, knowing exactly what you do know what's in your bank yeah. bank account yeah. and where's your passport where are your papers and on and on and yet the free society, in many ways, you can draw up so many things that are totally opposite because people get frightened about a free society. Well, the free society says you can do what you want if you don't hurt anybody. If, you, if you're not a criminal, you don't steal and you don't hurt people and you don't kill people, you can do what you want. You can, you can work and keep your money that you earn. You can spend it on whatever you want. Okay. You can even waste it if you want. You can pick your own religion, your own partners, your, your own social organizations, the whole work, yeah. all up to, do, up, up to your own. And uh, there will be no dictates other than the fact that people aren't allowed uh, to harm, cause harm to, to any, another person. But uh, that's, that's, uh, that's extremism, you know. Yeah, but, that's way over the top. But, uh, you know, when you couch out in the right term to a lot of people, I've found over the years that most people like that description yeah, yeah. you mean you mean oh, i didn't even know that could exist yeah. don't we have to depend on the government yeah you can for a while until the government goes goes broke and everybody runs out of money and people don't trust the printing press anymore so that's that's where we're getting awfully close and that's why yesterday i think we produced statistics to show the dependency on government and the positive government keeps going down and and that's good yeah. people people shouldn't become dependent on authoritarianism what they want to become more knowledgeable about how does a voluntary society work and how do the problems get taken care of? I mean, if it's voluntary, that sounds good, but how do people eat and how do they do this and where can they go and will they have a house to live in? Well, 
just compare it to what happens in places like Venezuela and the Eastern Europe yeah. and, and the Soviet system when they were uh, in, in top shape, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I think most people do want to have the freedom. They do want the kind of life you describe. But there's this tiny minority of Kami Chihuahuas always yipping and yapping at your at your heels. But before, before we move on to this, we have to do a couple of good news stories, I think, Dr. Paul. Otherwise, you know, we start to droop and feel depressed. Let's look at this next. We've talked a lot about Southwest. And again, this is not a perfect solution. But after there was a large demonstration, some say a thousand people demonstrated in front of Southwest headquarters up in Dallas, Southwest has announced that it will drop its plan to put unvaccinated staff on unplayed leave starting in December. Now, they have not lifted their mandate in any sense, but they have at least said we are not going to put you on unpaid leave and send you home. And coincidentally or not, uh, there were over a thousand delayed flights from Southwest yesterday. Again, those huge delays. Uh, and it was the, the most delayed airline in the world yesterday. And the second piece of good news comes out of San Francisco of all places, because the city is demanding that restaurants check your VAC status before you can go in. Check it before you go in. You got to prove it. And there's one company, it happens to be a company I like very much called In-N-Out, and they sell pretty good hamburgers. We used to eat them a lot in, in uh, California when I lived there. In-N-Out said, no way, no dice. We are not going to do it. And so the city shut them down, shut the restaurant down. Let's put up this next one. Ke uh, Kevin Kiley put this up. He's running for governor. I don't know much about him, but he's running against Newsom, so he's got to be a decent guy. <clears throat> this, he put up, this is In-N-Out Burger's response to the San Francisco government shutting them down. They say, quote, we refuse to become the vaccination police for any government. We fiercely disagree with any government dictate that forces a private company to discriminate against customers who choose to patronize their business. That should be framed, right? Yeah, that's that great. Fantastic. Yeah, the spirit is still alive. Yeah. Let's keep it well and let's spread the message is what, yeah. what we need to do. I do want to bring up one subject which will probably annoy some people, uh, and it annoys me too because it's just sort of sad. And that has to do with uh, uh, spiritual leaders advising about what to do about COVID yeah. and health matters. And this comes from, uh, you know, from the Catholic Church. And the, the uh, Pope uh, had, has some, some advice, some demands in Silicon Valley uh, uh, Corporation. Quote, in the name of God, uh, censor hate speech conspiracy theorists and so he he's he's making this which is sort of you know to me it's sad because i sort of think a lot of people resort to a spiritual life that uh, they can have spiritual leaders and they can guide them in a certain directions where government shouldn't be involved yeah. but i guess the real fallacy here is the overlapping the church here is becoming more like the government they're they're enforcing the government rules so this is you could probably argue against this against the argument you know for the separation of church church and state yeah. and uh 
this is, um, I, I think, a sad story that this is happening, which means that ultimately our personal responsibility on our own moral standards is, is our responsibility as individuals, no matter where you can get guidance and help from books and individuals and, and certain religions. But, but ultimately, it's up to us as individuals to make, uh, make these decisions. So uh, it, it has to be thought through. And uh, if, if we want person wants to say yeah I agree about this stuff that the government shouldn't be doing this but the spiritual leader told me otherwise well you're gonna to have to sort that out and uh, that I, I think that uh, one thing is that they have been encroaching uh, you, you know the COVID radicals they're encroaching on religion because they're they're making it like a, a religion you know if you're if you're not woke you're not a religious but you're not a believer yeah, anymore yeah. and uh, you will be punished well, you know, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about the Catholic Church. I say this as a, as a Catholic myself. Uh, in matters not of faith and morals, there's a very strict definition of where the Pope has authority. In matters not strictly of faith and morals, this, uh, statements like this are literally the equivalent of him saying what his favorite ice cream flavor is. It carries no weight, should carry no weight among Catholics. They should completely ignore it. He only has the authority to speak for the church when he speaks in this very narrow thing. But of course, like all corrupt leaders, he takes advantage of that uh, to push his own agenda. Um, but um, I had a, a, a couple final things oh, if man. you think we're getting into the uh, end run. Uh, just a quickie here. Uh, this is a, a writer for Breitbart. He's reporting about uh, these new shots for kids, and maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. Let's put up that next clip, please. Um, this is disturbing. They want to shoot all the kids, 5 to 11. Uh, and Charlie Sperling from Breitbart reports this morning, CDC dir Director <laughs> Rochelle Walensky says that even if kids get vaccinated, schools should still have mask mandates. You don't get out of it that easy, kids. Put that thing back on your face. And the last one, I picked this out, especially for you, Dr. Paul, because it has to do with football and sports. <laughs> put this up, please. This is a great, great, great thing from the South. If we can put that last clip. Daily new cases per one million in the South. If you see at that very top, that's where Fauci said, I don't think it's smart to open college football stadiums. And look what happened to oh, COVID cases. You They're, think they defied him and yeah. went to the football game anyway? They defied him and it's down 81% uh, since they did. So there is Fauci again being wrong, wrong, wrong. Why, why do people keep listening to this guy? <laughs> I mean, there's a conspiracy going yeah, on there. there he's, part, he's part of this conspiracy because he's top of the heap. You know, he's, he's the leader. Yeah. He, he pronounces everything that you need to know about medicine and, and uh, government and every hell and what, how well the president is doing. So that, that of course, is a real, a real, tra real tragedy. But uh, in, in time, we'll sort this all out. Uh, you, you know, this, this business back to the children. Um, you know, it, it, we talked about this before. It was amazing to me how uh, Biden purchased these uh, vaccines before they had been tested. I don't even, I don't even think they've been tested yet. Before they were tested, and it was billions of, of shots, not billions, millions of shots and billions of dollars, and they're still ready to do it. And it's well, why, why are they in such a hurry? Oh, they're afraid that line's going to go down to zero, <laughs> and we won't have a justification. We, then they could say, we made a bad investment. Yeah, you sure did. You, you invested in authoritarianism, and I think we should do a little investing in freedom. <laughs> and, and that's why I love to see the signs at the rallies now. People 
want, you know, holding up signs, freedom, freedom. Yeah. And uh, they know that, uh, you know, I used to talk about freedom when I campaigned. I used to say freedom is popular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I found out that freedom is popular if people understand it and realize the benefits to it. So to me, the sad part of uh, me looking at the political system is that the freedom uh, philosophy is so wonderful and so positive. It's a shame that we do such a lousy job of winning people over and we allow the people who are looking for free handouts and people who are promised authoritarianism and mandates and we put them in office to tell us what what to do so our message uh, is powerful a lot of people join I understand it takes a while ideas are crucial we want to change those ideas but right now there's still a lot of people who have become very dependent on authoritarian people who love to be in government and they're minority people because they go to the government because if you lived in a free society they would be nothing because they would not have any clout they only have clout when they can dictate and do have these mandates and take and steal and re uh, and redistribute wealth and s destroy the middle class and build up the the super wealthy and that's why the people go into government so uh, yes in a free society and they and people the majority endorse freedom believe me the government would be much smaller and people would be a lot more responsible for the way they live and if we're desiring peace and prosperity that's the way we ought to go I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.